local companies need to export, no doubt about that. But the way to move the needle is to bring large companies to Jamaica who are currently manufacturing or adding value somewhere else, either in the United States at very high costs, in Europe at very high costs, or in Asia at very low costs, but with high logistics costs. Mm -hmm. Bring those value adders to Jamaica. Have them partner with, joint venture with, or use local companies as their agents. And that's the way we're going to get our economy built. Private Sector Organization of Jamaica, PSOJ, is the island's largest collective of private businesses, and they have a new president. So what are his plans, and how can SMEs benefit from the PSOJ's new initiatives? I'm Khalila Reynolds, and it's time for another episode of Money Moves, JA, brought to you in partnership with Exim Bank's Business Advisory Service, giving you the tools to grow your business. Today, we're speaking with Metri Siaga, the new president of the PSOJ. Hi, Metri. Welcome to Money Moves, JA. Thanks, Khalila, for having me. Congratulations on being elected slash appointed <laughs> president of the PSOJ. Thank you very much. So, it's an honor, actually. Right. So tell us a bit about what the PSOJ does. The PSOJ is an umbrella organization for all businesses in Jamaica. Um, we're a membership organization, and we try to tackle the issues that affect businesses, um, both large and small, in Jamaica. Right, because we hear you guys on the radio all the time and commenting <laughs> on national issues, but you do work with businesses in terms of their development. Sure, absolutely. But being an umbrella organization, so, you know, when smaller associations like the Bankers Association or the Hotel and Tourist Association are members, they sometimes tackle the issues on their own. However, if they feel the need to, the PSOJ can be brought into the mix and lends a voice to the issues that they're having. What are some of your strategic areas of focus? Well, obviously, the, the thing that's on everybody's mind is crime. Mm. And the PSOJ has been at the table from the very beginning, trying to figure out a way to get the government, the opposition, and the entire country around a plan of action that we can all solidify around and agree that it's the way forward and help it to work. I think that for too long we have played political football with crime. We have tried this one-upmanship for too long. And the PSOJ is at a point now where we just feel that we have to get everybody to the table. And that is why I called for the holding of the Vale Royal talks recently and for both uh, the Prime Minister and the leader of the opposition to come in with no preconceived notions, come in with an with a open mind as to how we can fix this problem. You know, Kalila, I, I feel that two of our greatest citizens in Andrew Holness and Mark Golden, um, if they can't sit down in a room together and fix this problem once and for all, then we're doing something wrong. Uh, I genuinely feel, uh, and don't get me wrong, you know, it's a very complex problem. It's not 
an issue that it's an issue that has been developed over decades. We can't fix it in days. However, there are strategies that can be implemented by the government that has buy-in from the opposition, from the business sector, from the churches, from the from the groups like Jamaicans for Justice that will allow us to get the problem under control. We, we, we are dying from it. It sounds like there's a lot of advocacy work involved. Uh, is it a lot different from when you were president of the JMEA, another very well-known um, organization? Yeah, it, 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 it is different. Uh, the GM, JMEA was very focused on manufacturing and export. And Mark, I've been in the seat less than 30 days, so right. I'm still learning. However, it is different because the demands are significantly greater uh, and coming from a wide cross-section of the business community. So what are some of the things that you specifically want to achieve during your term? So, as I said, crime is right. the number one issue. Certainly in my quote-unquote manifesto, I have as one of the main things that I want to address is the National Insurance Scheme and the National Housing Trust. I think that those are two organizations that need rework. Um, we need some significant, big, bold shifts in those two organizations to give people hope. Uh, people cannot continue to work. The majority of the population is without a pension. That doesn't augur well for our future. Um, uh, the National Housing Trust has some issues in that everybody who is an employee pays the National Housing Trust and a small percentage of people use Benefit, it. Yeah. it. It is a social construct that may have been good in its time but doesn't seem to work now. So we are going to be asking the government to take a very strong look at that. Would you want to abolish it? You know, that was my initial thought. Um, and I'm open to be convinced otherwise, but certainly a rework, if not abolishing, a certainly a rework work is in order. Mm, interesting. I'm sure we're going to be hearing a lot more about well, that absolutely. very soon. Well, absolutely. We are meeting with the relevant persons within government to talk about it. Um, so, so that's the second one. Um, the third one is to start to grow our economy as a logistics-centered economy. Mm. Um, I've said for a long time, as president of JMEA and chairman of the Special Economic Zone Authority, that where Jamaica is placed in the Americas is similar to where Singapore is placed in Asia. Mm -hmm. They have developed their economy as a, a strategically as a logistics-centered economy. We, on the other hand, have used tourism as our main hub. And tourism as in, is a critically important component of our economy. But it can't be the only one. Um, for example, Singapore, which is one sixteenth the size of Jamaica. So we're the size of Singapore one parish. That small? One sixteenth the size. They, were that small. they have a population of three million Singaporeans like we do. Mm -hmm. And three million expats who live and work there. In a much smaller space. So that's six million people living in one parish of Jamaica. Wow. And 25%, I think the number is, of their GDP is manufacturing. Mm. Do they have a lot of natural resources in Singapore? Zero. 
See, and that's why. None. That's they why. have no natural resources, but they import, because of their location, they're able to import raw materials, add value, and export them. Yeah. So I know you've spoken to- But it's a different motivation. When you, when you live in a country that has zero natural resources, <laughs> you're forced to get creative in ways to- Well, yes. To survive and make money. Right, and we have to understand- When you're blessed that, like Jamaica, you have it easy. <laughs> yeah, Kalila, but listen, we have to understand that our economy is simply too small. So if you look at the things that we need, crime, for example, we have 11,000 police in our force. We need 18,000. Do we have the fiscal space to employ 7,000 more police? No. Do we need to pay police men and women better? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Do we have the fiscal space to so do? No. Do we need more nurses? Do we need to pay them better? Do we need more doctors? Do we need more teachers? Do we need to pay them better? The answer to all of those questions are yes. And the reason that we can't do it is because our economy is too small. We have to expand our economy and we can't expand it around the three million people and the spending power of those three million people. Remember our GDP is at about 5,000 US dollars per person. So that's the size of our economy. We have to expand our economy and we can't do it at home. So the obvious way to do it is to look overseas, export. Local companies need to export, no doubt about that. But the way to move the needle is to bring large companies to Jamaica who are currently manufacturing or adding value somewhere else, either in the United States at very high costs, in Europe at very high costs, or in Asia at very low cost, but with high logistics cost. Mm -hmm. Bring those value adders to Jamaica. Have them partner with, joint venture with, or use local companies as their agents. And that's the way we're going to get our economy built. Well, for that, we have to educate our people. Absolutely, we do. But it has to start at the government. The government has got to make a decision that we are going to do all that we can. And kudos to the Minister of Finance, who I saw recently, um, came out and said that, listen, they have this billion-dollar specialty incentive for big, large, uh, whatever type of investment that comes in that they're going to give uh, tax concessions to. And, and I, I think that's a good idea. But we have to understand that the, the logistics-centered economy is the only way, in my opinion, that we're going to move the needle fast. In the past, we have used bauxite and a lot of our raw materials. But bauxite and sugar and these things, they're commodities. We can't, we don't have the size to play in the commodities game. Commodities is a race to the bottom. We have to add value at a higher level. So instead of exporting coffee, we need to export coffee drinks, coffee candies, things that we use and add value and then export the coffee. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You know something I just read this morning, you know, Switzerland is one of the leading producers of, of 
chocolate, right? Absolutely. Swiss chocolate is very well known, but they actually import most of their chocolate from Ghana. There you go. And two years ago, the president of Ghana announced that he would no longer be exporting chocolate to Switzerland and they're going to refine it and produce chocolate themselves for sale. They got smart. Mm -hmm. So listen, this is not happening today, you know. This has been happening from time the British came to Jamaica, right? And they took our sugar, not took, they bought our sugar. And they bought it at very high prices too. You, you think they were doing that because they, they liked us? They took it back in the day. <laughs> well, they took it too. <laughs> they but they bought it, they took yeah. it to Europe. They added value to it, industrialized their own nations. Mm -hmm. Then they brought it back here and taught us how to like it. <laughs> and then sold it to us. <laughs> The time has come now where we have got to, as Ghana, I, I, and I'm really happy you told me that because I'm going to go, go and look for it. Ghana is realizing time come now, mm -hmm. my time now to do some of the industrialization. My time come now to learn how to support myself. And we can't support ourselves selling to ourselves. The borders have come down around the world. Mm. Well, I look forward to seeing what you bring to the PSOJ and what, what uh, impact that advocacy has, Metri. All the best in your new role. Well, thank you very much. And you can be assured that I'm going to shout it as loudly as I can. Okay. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Here's a recap of Metri's key points. The PSOJ's primary focus is on crime. Issues surrounding the National Insurance Scheme and National Housing Trust will be revised. Growing Jamaica's economy as a logistics-centered economy is also on the agenda. That's it for this episode of Money Moves JA, brought to you in partnership with Exim Bank's Business Advisory Service, giving you the tools to grow your business. Visit their website at eximbankja.com and visit my website, kalilareynolds.com, for a summary of this episode. See you next time.